It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 269, Fulfill My Destiny. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. What is going on? We are back from a long weekend, Labor Day weekend. I am always happy to be off a Monday so I can just enjoy myself, but it makes me a little sad that if it's Labor Day weekend, then that means summer is kind of over. The kids are back in school. Now, I know some of the parents are like, whew, thank you, Jesus, get these kids off to school. But Labor Day just kind of sort of signifies the end of summer. And so we are really moving, getting ready to move into fall. I love pumpkin season. I love apple picking season. I love fall activities. So instead of me being sad and mourning about summer coming to an end, I am just excited for a new season to come and new beginnings with each new season. But of course, with it being Labor Day weekend, there were a lot of activities and events that I had to attend to. But the highlight of my weekend was definitely attending one of my friend Nas's events called You, Me, R&B. And I talk about it all the time. Such a fun event. It is just a group of amazing people getting together, listening to R&B music, just jamming and jamming. And one of my best friends, Dara, who I haven't been able to hang out with in a long time. She was able to come out with me and my cousin Nasir. And so we just had a really great time. And child, I slept the next day. Had to get some stuff together. But I was just glad to be out with friends and just celebrating just life and just enjoying yourself. So not too much I did over the weekend, but you know your baby boy uh, still got some sleep in. Took a nice little bath because you know I'm all about self-care. You need to do something for yourself. I don't just post those self-care Sunday posts for no reason. I mean it. We need to take time out for ourselves because you will run yourself down doing for others if you don't take care of yourself. So listen, my way of self-care Sunday is I get me in a nice hot bath and I soak and I listen to music. And sometimes I wet the whistle. Sometimes I put a little something in the air, okay? But that's my business. Uh, but I'm really excited whew, for this week's episode. So let me give you the rundown. We've got the church announcements and it is a casual tea episode. So I'm so excited to have Amon back. And we had a whole menu of things that we needed to talk about on this casual tea. But baby, the spirit took over us with this episode. Uh, so we, listen, it is a great episode. We talk Destiny's Child. We talk 
the music industry. We talk artist development. It's a really fun conversation because it's just kind of literally so organic with me and Amon. And I love everything about this week's casual tea. And of course, we got the freak of the week. So listen, let's get into these church announcements. And I've got two church announcements for you this week. And listen, yes, it's that time of the year, so get used to hearing me say it. But last week, when DZ and I, to our Bryce and Wynn Instagram page, released our official tour flyer for Tour 45. Survivor Season 45 is right around the corner. And when DZ and I are hitting the road again, and if you've ever been to a Bryce and Wynn Present event, then you know it is jam-packed fun and an amazing time and we are heading to Toronto for the premiere. We'll be in New York City opening up the day before Rob's live event for the welcome party. We're heading back to Washington, D.C. We'll be in Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. And tickets are available now. So you can head over to the Bryce and Win Present Instagram page or Bryce and Win on Twitter. Click the link in the bio and we will see you on the road. And of course, the Bryce Isaiah 2024 Zaddy calendar is out and it is available. And I thank everyone who has supported it thus far. Bar. They are selling like hotcakes. So I appreciate your support. It's truly a labor of love to create these zaddies. And if you have not already, don't wait because it is looking like this year's zaddy calendar will definitely sell out. So you want to make sure you get yourself a piece of zaddy for all of 2024. <laughs> Drop it like a thotty. Yes. Okay. Amon coming with the big energy. How are you? And welcome to this month, September's Casualty. Amon, <laughs> how are you? And welcome back to the Oh my podcast. God, I didn't know you were recording. <laughs> I just started like five seconds ago, y'all, before we started recording. Amon just came on with the Beyonce big energy. So listen, that's the energy we are bringing to this podcast because I have that energy. Uh, we are here with the Casualty. I asked Amon how he doing. I'm going to get back to him again. But let me just tell y'all, <laughs> I am excited about this Casualty. And listen, we got a lot of things on the topic, but it's really only one thing I want to talk about, but Aman, <laughs> how is the end of your summer going? Uh, I feel like summer went by so damn fast. I'm so pissed okay. about it actually, because I was like, like at the beginning of the summer, like back in like May, I want to say, my friends and I were like, oh yeah, we're going to do this summer. We're going to do, let's hit the beach at least five times. Let's go to Hershey. Let's go to Six Flags. Like, let's go camping. We wanted to do all the summer things and not one of those things happened. <laughs> the only thing that I did hit the beach once. 
The only thing that I really did this summer was go to Beyonce. And you know what? To be fair, that was an $800 ticket. So really, maybe I shouldn't be doing anything else but going to see Beyonce. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm sad. I mean, I do love the fall. I love, you know, back to school season. I love spooky season. I love, you know, the season's changing and all that. But I feel like I didn't squeeze enough life out of the summer as much as I wanted to. But it's okay. It's all right. It's always next year. Okay. It is always next year. But I agree with you. Like, I feel like I had a lot of plans to do a lot of things. And I did some. But I definitely did not do the gamut of all of the things that I had planned. But... I just feel like I didn't even get a beach. I didn't even get my toes in the sand. I did go to Lake Tahoe, but I also feel like, you know what, even though I didn't go to summer, maybe this when I'm going to take a trip and go to a beach. Uh, but I do love yeah. fall as well. I do love pumpkin season. I do love uh, apple picking. I do love, let me put a cardigan over this shirt. Okay, hide this little belly I got. So I ain't mad at fall. <laughs> But I am just scared because I feel like the past maybe four, three winters in Philadelphia, we have skated by with little to no snow or one or two Mm -hmm. not major snowstorms. And this summer, it wasn't really hot like it normally is in Philadelphia. Normally we have like a month where it's just a straight heat wave. The in the heat index, they're telling you to stay inside. Uh, we didn't really get that this year. So I am worried that Mother Nature is like, I'm conserving my energy for you hoes and get ready <laughs> for winter because winter's coming. I mean, I've been saying that for the past few years because you're right. Like the, the last little bit of snow that I remember like actually like being like, oh, okay, here's the snow was maybe two years ago. It was, I think, yeah, I think it was 2021. Um, and like, it was like the week before Christmas. And I was pissed about it because I was like, well, why couldn't we get this actually on Christmas? We got like three inches. I remember, I remember because I got caught and I was walking um, to Fresh Grocer or whatever the hell. And I was coming back and I was like, oh my God. Like, um, so yeah, that's the last time that we got like a little something, something. You know, I don't mind a snowstorm. I famously love the snow, you know, as an adult. And now that I am a car owner, it is kind of like, okay, all right now. But at the same time, I, you know, if we, if, if we get one good snowstorm in the wintertime, I'm good. You know what I mean? I just want like one good snow day where everybody just stays inside, has some hot cocoa, put some fire um, up in this fireplace, watch some Harry Potter or whatever. Like, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) So I want to agree with you, right? Like, I don't mind necessarily a snow day, but it's like, could maybe Mother Nature be a little bit more considerate uh, with the snow? Like, could we have a say in when the <laughs> snow is going to come? Because it's nev- it don't never come on that work day that I got a lot of stuff going on and I would like it to come that day so nope. I don't have to do nothing. It comes on the day that there's a concert in town or I got to drive somewhere and... That's my issue. Friday evening, Saturday afternoon. Right. Like, and mm-mm. it just re- I, reminds me of just being like a child. And I remember I would like live for the snow days. And I know my mom used to like hate them. And I used to be like, my mom just a hater. She just don't want us to be home. But like, not to think that like, no, my mom had to trek to work in that snow. Yeah. So like yeah, as an adult, as a car owner, as a Philadelphian, you got to get out there, shovel the snow mm-hmm. out because you can't let it sit because your car will be stuck. Then you got to protect your uh, car spot at all costs. So it's like, yeah, but I mean, and you get like, you get in trouble. Like this is like something that I 
didn't really realize as a kid, but like you, it's like your responsibility to shovel in front of your home. And like, <laughs> like that first snowstorm that we had like a few years ago, when I had first moved over to where I live now, I like we like all of my roommates were like clueless. We didn't know that we had to do it. And so one morning, <laughs> one of our neighbors got really upset with us. She she was respectful, but she was a little snippy. She was like, guys, like you really have to shovel in front of your house. It's a little inconsiderate. And I was like, how the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Oh, and then I realized, oh no, that's a, that's a city ordinance. Like you have to do that. <laughs> yes. And if you're a property owner, uh, they could sue you. They can. People, they can. People be waiting for a slip and fall. So, <laughs> they really yeah. do. They, they really do. That's some people just go out and like that. My mom used to always tell me like, be careful who you let ride in your car, right? Because say you like get into like a fender bender and somebody hits you. Like that person can sue the person that hits you and they can sue you. They really so, can. There are some people out there that uh, they just looking for a, a hit and run or uh, somewhere where they can make an extra coin because uh, it's hard out here in these streets. Um, but okay, well, that is good. Now, listen, let's get right into it. I was going to try to save it to the end, but I can't. I can't control my excitement. Let's not burn the lead. Okay. Um, and we don't know this to be true. We don't know what is going on, uh, but we know that Beyonce is currently on her Renaissance World Tour. It is coming to an end soon. Um, her birthday is, I think, tomorrow, uh, which will be yes, it is. And I think it's like a big day. I think she requested all the people to wear white and silver at the Renaissance show. But uh, the Renaissance show is like was scheduled to end in September, uh, but she had to reschedule some shows. And so it will end in October. And again, Beyonce had a great run uh, with this tour. It's been amazing. The visuals, Blue Ivy, all of that good stuff right so it truly is in my opinion as of now the tour of the decade okay i, I listen that i i and we know how a mom feel and i still like i i i agree with you like it's uh definitely it transcends and it's yeah it speaks to her core. it's just one of those tours that you just know like in the next like 20 or so years when people are talking about the greatest tours of all time, it's gonna be like you're gonna be just you're gonna feel proud to have been at that show. Like I'm just gonna be I'm so happy to say like yes, I saw Beyonce during the Renaissance tour. I think really it is one of her best one of her best shows, if not the best. It's just it's such I, a good time. I agree. And at one of her shows, uh, she I don't know how this information got out, but essentially the visuals are coming. Right. Someone did confirm that the visuals are coming um, and it is giving that she is shopping the visuals now. So clearly it ain't going to just be no visuals, like no video. It seems like I, I hate, uh, no, I hate I, to be that guy, but I just I don't know if I believe it. I don't know I, if I believe it because we've been hearing like little, you know, tidbits and rumors for so long and nothing ever comes of them. And even in this latest article that we got from this journalist who is, you know, he, this, this guy that reported it is, you know, he is a journalist. He can be, you know, re relied upon. But what he said in his article was when it came to what's actually going on with the visuals, that his source could only speculate about what the holdup was. And it was either Beyonce is trying to shop them around because people said like streaming, streaming services said no initially, which to me sounds weird because why would they say no? We already know that Beyonce has this deal with Netflix that she has not fulfilled. Like there are still sh um, uh, like uh, uh, properties or projects that she still has to, to fulfill with Netflix. So why the hell would Netflix say no? Why would any of the other streaming services say no? Because it's Beyonce. They're claiming that, oh, it could be because 
there really isn't a lot of potential for rewatch because it's just it's just a visual album. So how many times are people going to tune in to watch it? People are going to watch it first and foremost, exactly. And then the other thing was it was it's either they say no, or that she scrapped it entirely. So I'm like, I don't that believe to me it. doesn't really I, give us much. Yeah, I don't believe that. I definitely believe it is. What was the last visual project that she put out that was like on Netflix that was a like was it? It wasn't. She Lemonade. put out Blackest yeah. King on Disney Plus. Bla- Disney, okay, the Lion King. So I feel like that is what the visuals are going to give. Now, Michelle Williams was on a podcast, The Terrell Show. And one of the questions Terrell asked was kind of sort of about the visuals. And of course, you know, Michelle don't say nothing. Michelle be on mute. She don't play with Beyonce and giving no tease out. But he did ask her, did she see the visuals? And be like, Michelle gave us this. She gave a look. And so mm-hmm. I do believe that the visuals are there. And I it, listen, I'm mad. Make your money and make this renaissance stretch as long as possible, because now the tour will end and then you have these visuals to spend. But getting back to what I originally came here to start with <laughs> is that at the start of Renaissance, when Break My Soul came out and people was like hating it or loving it, the original single, right? Because I didn't necessarily love mm-hmm. Break My Soul by itself, right? I was cute, like, uh, but clearly in the body work in the body of work of renaissance it's amazing so that's just like you know but beyonce said that renaissance was a three part series right that she had recorded three albums and that the renaissance this one that we got was the first act right mhm so you and i a year ago had that discussion and my hope was that okay well, one, if Beyonce is giving us three albums, all right, if this is the dance album, my one hope was, girl, give us classic Beyonce. Give me my R&B Beyonce. Take me back to your roots. Give me my, you know, Dangerously in Love. Give me my B4. Give me my Lemonade. Give me my, the roots in which I discover. And then the other one, I was like, oh, it could be a different genre. Then I got to thinking, I said, okay, that's interesting. Um, Three projects, three albums. Okay. And Beyonce came out first. Now, I'm taking a long time with this because I have so many thoughts. Uh, I feel like, and I don't know if I've told you about the Renaissance Tour. For me watching the Renaissance Tour, and this is probably my fourth time seeing Beyonce live in concert, right? There is something that I get from this tour that I feel like... I don't know if this will be Beyonce's last grand run of a a stadium tours, but there is something about this tour, in my opinion, uh, that to me says like Beyonce's like, I don't know if I'm going to give y'all not saying that she's retiring or going anywhere, but like an arena tour for six months. Like that's crazy. Right. And I feel like something about this tour for me is like, I'm closing a chapter. And I feel like... Giving grand finale? Right. Like, but not like grand finale in the sense of like her live performances. Like, I'm 40 years old. I ain't about to be doing all of this for... Like, you know, I got to preserve my peace, my happiness, whatever. Because like, again, I just... My body. My health. uh, My health. My, I, I want to raise my kids. I want to be there for my kids. So again, I still think she'll record music, but I just feel like... I just don't feel like she is going to do another arena run like this because it's just a lot, right? And so I say that to say because the show itself of Renaissance is amazing. I can't watch the wait to watch the visuals of that. But I really felt like in Renaissance, Beyonce was like, I'm going to work smarter, 
and not harder. And the way her stage was set up, it all was really to like maximize her not having to run around because that stage was huge, right? Mm -hmm. She made a lap one time, but the majority of the show was in the middle of that stage. And that's where she kept it cute and boop, boop, boop. She was doing all what she was doing. But like, I don't know, just for me, it was just something in it that was just like, I don't know when we will get another arena tour, six months of Beyonce on tour like this, right? And so in that same vein of thinking, I'm like, if there are three acts to the Renaissance, what if one of the acts was Destiny's Child, right? And then what if another mm -hmm. one of the acts was her and Jay-Z? Because that's really the music that Beyonce does. Beyonce does Beyonce. Well, she came from Destiny's Child. She does Beyonce and, you know, she loves to work with her husband. And it's like, if you have three, for me, that just is like full circle. It completes it. And of course, you know, DC three, Destiny's Child three. Like that's what in my mind. Now, I was minding my business, Amon, the other day on the <laughs> Internet. Okay, might have been three o'clock in the morning and I was scrolling and scrolling and I came across this TikTok. And it was a young lady. And this young lady was like, I don't know if this is anything, but this is what I randomly discovered. She discovered that the Destiny's Child domain has reappeared. So you can go to destinyschild.com. And on it is an image of Destiny's Child. And I essentially, I'm not sure if it's 2023 or 2024. Uh, that is their 25th anniversary. And at the bottom of it, it says Music World Music. And, and it says new website coming soon. Now, Music World Music used to be Matthew knows that was like what Destiny's Child and Beyonce and then we're all under in the beginning. And then like, you know, we all grew, evolved and left. Uh, but he sold Music World Music to, I, I don't know who he sold it to, but he sold it to another company, right? So this isn't like Matthew knows right now, like pushing this out. And so the fans are a rumbling that they feel like a Destiny's Child album could be in the works. Also, maybe a month ago, Kelly Rowland was in London and she was putting on a show. And during the interview, Kelly was like, she has a surprise album coming. She's been working on new music and she can't wait to share it with the fans. And I'm like, yes, I'm here for a Kelly Rowland. And just even seeing Kelly Rowland like perform. I want more music from Kelly Rowland. I really want Kelly to have her shine. Uh, but then I was just like, OK, well, girl, you, you said it was going to be a surprise and it was coming. Like, well, where is that, Kelly? And then I'm like, well, if Kelly goes on a run, I doubt that it'll be like a Destiny Child run. Then uh, Michelle has been making her rounds, uh, doing podcasts and different stuff, just really kind of them in their own little light. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I, when I tell you I get so excited, Aman, like talking about this, because this is literally... The last Destiny Child album was over 10 years ago. Destiny Fulfilled, amazing album. And again, they just left at the peak of it. And I just, me personally, like, I just want another Destiny Child album before I die. I want to see another Destiny Child run. I want to go to another Destiny Child tour. I don't want to be an old gay, talk about my body too booty. Like, I really still want it to be when I'm in my prime <laughs> right now and my knees still work and I can like, you know, and so just the sheer thought that 
first of all, I had this fall a year ago. And then I just was like, whatever, it's done. Uh, then for this Destiny Child website to emerge, saying new website coming soon, and all the fans being like, oh my God, like, could this be the second act of Renaissance? <sighs> I can't tell you how, like, how you love Beyonce, Aman, is how I feel about Destiny's Child. Like, I always tell people, like, I'm a Beyonce fan, but I'm not like a Beyonce stan. Like, I don't go crazy for Beyonce, but I will go crazy for Destiny's Child. Like, that is so much of the person that I am today is because of Destiny's Child. Like, Destiny's Child has gotten me through, in my opinion, some of the hardest times of my life when I was like in high school and, you know, getting teased, getting bullied. And like, you know, I would come home and I will put the Survivor album on the wall. Uh, the Survivor, I'm saying on the wall because back in the day, my radio was like, I had a shelf and it was on the wall. So I would like go home, put Survivor on and just jam out. Sweet tea pie. I think it's your lucky night. We're going to have fun, 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 fun. Sexy daddy. So, like, you know, like that album has just gotten me through so much. And it's just like, even like of the Survivor album, the fact that the Survivor song is my jam. And then it's like, my relationship with Survivor. Uh, then it's just like, even the original Destiny Child. Then it's just like, uh, Destiny fulfilled. I just, I love. I don't know what fulfilled. I would do. Oh my god, I don't know what I would do. Look, I like I, I. It look. It's certainly possible. I don't think that the the uh, website gets updated <laughs> for no damn reason. You right. know, like I, I, it's certainly possible that something could be in the works. I don't necessarily know if it's Renaissance related. It might be. I mean, the timing of it would be interesting because like, look, I mean, like what you, what you said earlier about like the visuals potentially coming out, like we, like, I don't know if like, if the Renaissance world tour is necessarily done, done after October because Latin America, Asia, they didn't get any shows. (laughs) They didn't get any shows. And the fan base over in Brazil is teeming and palpable. So I could totally see her, you know, ending it for a little bit, maybe spending, you know, the the end of the year putting the visuals out, right? And then re-upping the tour at the top of 2024 with the visuals now out and so she can, like, you know, change the show up a little bit and give them a little bit more. And then we move on to the next act. I don't know, but I definitely think that regardless, I think you're right. I think something with Destiny's Child is definitely in the works because... It's we wanted it for so long and there's literally no reason for them not to give us anything like, yes, they closed that book back in 2006. But no, it's been so long. It's been damn near 20 years since we've had anything from them. Like we can get something. They, they, they're all still they're all still young. They're all still here. Yes. They're all still beautiful. They're all still talented. They, they can definitely give us something. So I definitely feel like and they talk to each other like they're, they're friends. Yes. You know what I mean? They're it's friends. They're not like one of these girl groups that are just there just because they're a girl group. No, these are they're sisters. So like, I I agree. I definitely I don't have like the same powerful connection with Destiny Shout like you do because I mean I grew up with them. I I, I mean I've listened to Destiny Shout since I was pretty much a baby. So like <laughs> I, I I I've been here with them. Um, but I didn't really get into them until after they were already done, and right. then I got super super hard core into Beyonce. I was like late to the Beehive too. Like I haven't been a Beyonce fan for like most of my life. I I started getting into Beyonce when I was like 
I want to say like junior, senior in high school. So it's been it's been like 10 years for me that I've been like just hardcore. Like I love Beyonce. So but regardless, like I, I'm here for it. Like if it's act two, I'd, it would be appropriate to me. Right. Just think about all the ooh, what do they sound like together now? You know mm. what I mean? Like after all of their voices change, because, you know, technically that women's voices do not fully mature until they're in their 40s. So like, oh, what are those harmonies going to sound like? What is what? What do Destiny's Child sound like mm. in the in 2023, 2024? What does that and sound like? I need to know. Let me just be clear. If we are getting new music, I am only here for the Michelle Sinitria Bridges, okay? <laughs> After all of the darkness and sadness, soon comes happiness. Surround myself with positive things. I'll gain prosperity. Let me cater to you, because baby, baby this is I want to give my breath, my strength, my will to you. That's the least I can do. Let me, Let cater, me cater to, to you. you. Through the good, the bad. Girl, take a good look at yourself. He got you going through hell. And we ain't never seen ya down like that. What you mean you don't need us to help? You know we know each other too well. Oh, woo! Okay. Now that I need you, you, okay. wherever you, you, you go, that leads to your ocean. <laughs> okay? Nasty, trashy, nah. You's a nasty girl. You're nasty. You're trashy. You're classless. N-A-S-E. Why you nasty? Girl, okay, sorry. Woo. Listen, <laughs> it's like, and Michelle has always been my favorite member of Destiny's Child. Like, I just always love an underdog story. And like, you know, and so. <sighs> and here's another thing, right? Because now, I mean, listen, if I got, if we on Beyonce's internet and I got God, Jehovah, Ally, Rob <laughs> Sesternino, <laughs> not <laughs> Rob Sesternino, <laughs> uh, Jeff Probst on the line, here's another axe, okay? Because what I have learned in my life is that you have to see it to believe it. And if you can speak something to existence, that really is true. Uh, if, if, if we go get a Destiny shout out, right? I would love it to be DC3. However, I would love one, two songs, maybe with Latoya and Latavia. Like, and you know, I think like, look, I think that nature is healing. I think that we have seen so much, like, I feel like we've seen like little nuggets here and there throughout the years of them, like, like Beyonce or Kelly or whomever sort of acknowledging the what do I say? Ex-members. I was about to say forgotten members or lost members, but that's kind of shady. <laughs> but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like we've seen them interact from time to time. Yes, and we've they've, seen they've come the, uh, Yes, and the ex-members will like, will have like they'll be in interviews or whatever, and they'll say, Oh, yeah, like shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Kelly, love those girls, like we're good, we're cool. So I would love that. That that would be, I feel like that would just feel so so like, mm. I feel like a weight would get like lifted off of all of our shoulders because it was so nasty back then. I think like I think that people kind of forget because it's been so long just how nasty it got and just how much of that fell back on Beyonce. And yes, I don't know. Maybe some of that was you know a little justified because as much as I love Beyonce, Beyonce was a little, a little shady. Mean, do you see some shady? of them old clips of her? And yeah, she's a little shady. Okay, like, well, you could get your. We could get you your bags. You can get your luggage. Okay, now that's, <laughs> mind you. Now mind you, we're going to respectfully 
Farah, uh, the request has been made by the church that you sit this one out. Like, we're, <laughs> we're like we don't need Farah. Okay. No, but. I don't think Farrah even needs it herself. I think she's good. Like, I think she could, she's still waiting on that plane. Okay. okay. <laughs> she's still waiting on her luggage. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, there is, I want to say at the time of the breakup of Destiny Child, which was like very hard and tumultuous for us Destiny Child fans, especially us fans that were switching groups from the Spice Girls to the Destiny Child as your favorite group. And the Spice Girls going through a shakeup with Ginger leaving and it never really being the same. Then you fall in love with Dusty Child and then they're on their third album, uh, mm-hmm. they go through the shakeup. You know, a lot of the fans went through a lot of stuff, okay? Dark times. But they <laughs> were doing back on MTV, like uh, making the video or doing something where it was like behind the scenes of Dusty Child and it was like them showing the new members. And it might have even been the Say My Name video. Uh, and Latavia, not Latavia, no, it was Farrah and Michelle were there. And it was something about like Farrah had a prior obligation and like she couldn't be there. And mind you, the interview had asked them a question and Farrah jumped in and was like, well, you know, it's my voice. I love my voice. It's the best part. And mind you, Beyonce like look at her and look down at the camera like, oh, Beyonce, you're so shady. So then they were having the discussion like Farrah was like, well, I have to be there, but I would need to go back to my hotel now and get my bags in order to make the flight, whatever, whatever. And so Beyonce was like, well, no, you should just leave now. And Farrah's like, but my, like, you know, I can't get my bag. Beyonce was like, well, we could send you your bags. And the, so that clip has gone viral. But also <laughs> the shadiest of the shadiest of the shadiest of that entire clip is, is that that's the last time Farrah was in Destiny's Child. <laughs> and that very clip... <laughs> Never heard from again. <laughs> she was done. And then they decided to move forward as DC3. So again, I would and love... And then after that, one of, one of the first interviews that they did was Beyonce saying, like, we've gotten all the negative energy okay, out yeah, of... <laughs> everybody can sing Lee because everybody... Everybody sings Lee because everybody can sing Lee. <laughs> and so that is crazy. And another crazy thing about it is that the song Survivor, Latoya and Latavia sued Destiny's Child over the song Survivor. And I think they each won like $2 million because it was an infringement of their case. So when Latavia and Latoya left, right? And again... It, it had a lot to do with management. They were children mm-hmm. at the time. They were like, yeah, I blame, I blame most of Matthew. on Matthew. Okay. Matthew yes. was the one because he wanted his baby to be, it was like, let's be honest. It was always going to be a star vehicle for Beyonce. And that's fine. That's, that's okay. That happens. But let's, let's be fair here. You know what I mean? Let's not screw over the other girls that are in the group. Like, right. And so it got nasty. And so a part of their settlement was that like either side would not talk about what happened or like negatively slander like that was like written into like the clause and then uh when survivor came out if you listen to the lyrics of survivor like you thought i wouldn't fail with you thought i would fight without you but i'm winning thought i wouldn't sell without you sold nine million and Mm -hmm. latavia and latoya (laughs) sued them for that and they won that like case uh so it got really like negative but they are back great we've seen them together again if we're getting a destiny shot album i would i don't want a full album with like them on it right because i feel like it's almost disrespectful to michelle right like dc destiny child is kelly michelle and beyonce right now however i would love it if one of the songs was featuring latavia or featuring latoya or all of them on it and my second ask if i can ask is if we do get a tour 
I would love for Latoya and Latavia to be on the tour, like where they're not on the whole show because clearly we know what's, you know, but maybe like four or five songs or not like like they come out like I just it's like it's like that dream girls moment at the end after they then kicked Effie out the group and then they come back together at the end and invite her back out like yes. I, that's what we need we need one of those moments uh, to just have all the girls together uh, you know oh Amon thank you please <laughs> make a call <laughs> if I could kite. I would <laughs> and I just I get so excited like again how you, when we talked about the Renaissance album uh, a year ago, right? Or a couple, like, you remember you went on that like 45 minute rant about like what that album, like that is really what Destiny Child means to me. Like, I just love those girls. I just love the music. I just, and again, for One me- One of to the just, greatest girl groups of all time, if not the greatest. Like, I mean, they have- the, they have like the most longevity, like so many like hit songs. They've been at it. They've been at it for so long. Like they just and and they didn't disband. They just right. ended. It's not like, you know, they had like their shady moments throughout, you know, the shakeup and the revolving door of it all. But Destiny's Child, the entity still very much exists. They're just inactive. That's it. Right. You know? All the other ones. Well, I guess the Spice Girls are inactive. Um, But all the other girl groups like they. They're done. Like they disbanded. They're done. You know. Well, I mean, you know, TLC still out there doing a the little, little circuit that they do. But you know, they've That's lost. They've true. lost a member. But again, if Destiny's Child were to return, it would definitely. They, no doubtedly, would be the biggest girl group of all time, and never really been done. I mean, the Spice Girls have done it, but like the Spice Girls ain't take like a ten year. Like, listen, it different. But I'm just saying, like for them to just come back, it would just be amazing. And again, what they would sound like, what they would. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I've always been a person to love girl groups, right? And we don't have girl groups anymore like that. I, I mean, like I just I loved me Destiny Child. I love a little TLC. I love a little Three LW. I love a little Danity Kane. Like you know, like girl groups always get such a bad rap. And have you been getting into Flow? I feel like Flow's good. They're still, you know, there's still. Yeah, yeah. Flow comes out. No, I I like Flow, but I definitely like Flow. My friend Sarah definitely put me on a Flow. But again, like. We just always get these negative stories with girl groups, right? The drama with TLC and Left Eye, 3LW with Notori, Destiny's Child, <laughs> Spice Girls. Yes, throw a chicken in the backseat of the car. Okay. <laughs> and uh and uh uh what's her name? What's what's the light skinned girl? Broken Pomethis, Pomethis. I want to say Natalie. It's not <laughs> Natalie. Or, Keely. Like, yes. and mind you, Keely has confirmed that she did. <laughs> she did throw the chicken. <laughs> but they're trying to make it, they try to make it a race, like a color thing and I and Keely has talked about that moment and Keely has said like it had nothing to do with Notori's skin color like we were in a fight like I mm -hmm. like so like but yeah the fact that she admitted to throwing that chicken like I can't <laughs> even and mind you, if we want to topic I would love a thrill W getting back together but those they're not at the same place as Destiny Child Man, uh, yeah, Keely and uh, Notori have not made up and Notori and Adrian have made up um and random of a random subject, when 3LW was out and popping, my favorite member was Notori. However, Adrian Bailong uh, had the best voice. Uh, and I always was mm -hmm. waiting for the Adrian project. And they she went on to do Cheetah Girls. And then, of course, there was drama in the Cheetah Girls. Uh, and then mm -hmm. Adrian kind of left music alone. I always wanted a solo album from Adrian. That's just a random thought. But... 
she i mean she talked about it on um on uh what's her show the the real yeah she talked about it was the real yeah she talked about it a little bit and she broke down um when she talked about it because she because i think i think tamar was the one i think the topic of conversation was like lost dreams or you know not following your ambition and like what's holding you back in age or um uh tamar asked her like so what's going on like why won't you release music and she kind of just was like i really really want to with every fiber of my being i miss it so much i've always wanted to work on solo things and i have a lot of stuff that i that i worked on but I was scared. I was just afraid that if if I if I put it out, has do people still care about me? Has it been too long? Is it going to flop? And if it does flop, are people just going to just talk about how much it flops and not about what is actually good with the music? And she was crying, just like I just I want to do it so bad, but I feel like no one cares. And I was like, uh-huh. that's so real because I feel like so many artists go through that where they just tell themselves they're so focused on what everyone else is going to think about what they do, and it stifles their creativity. It stomp, it stomps that dream out of them. And so I, I've always felt for her in that regard. And I, I, I do hope that she at, at some point decides to release something like, who cares if it doesn't like, you're, you don't have to be right. the top of the charts. Not everybody is going to be Beyonce. That's fine. But you, the people that love you and the, the fans that you have, they are going to eat that shit up. Like right. they want to hear it. So, so put it out and find your little, find your little niche, find your little crowd and, and, and have the establish that relationship with them. And give them the music so that way you're getting fulfilled and your fans are getting fulfilled. So, you know, I you know, I feel for I feel for her and yeah. all the other girls. Right. Uh, and uh, just in general, I just feel like there are a lot of aspirations and things that like we know deep down the side that we want to do, but we're scared and uh, of being rejected or it not being received but I always and I struggle with that (laughs) so much but again it's like finding that balance and it's really like being like you're only scared because you don't know but like if you it's not about how it will do it's about just literally doing it it's about walking in that step following what God has put in front of you following your ambitions your dreams and it's like the reality of it is is that so many people for so long run from things. And then when they get older, they have like the regret of not doing it. And it's like, exactly. You only have one life, right? Like you only have one life and it really should be the life that you want, regardless if it goes against your religion, regardless if it goes against what your family wants, regardless if you feel like it wouldn't make money, regardless if you feel like no one would care, you care. And it's not about all of those people. It's about you. And I just find that we as a society, me as a person struggle so much with like caring if you're doing something right and if this will work and if it will be successful. But it's really like, when's the last time you've asked yourself, like, do I want to do this? Would this make me happy? Um, and the Destiny Shot album would make me happy, but like, it's just... <laughs> We just focus so much on the wrong things. And it's like our gift, our talent, uh, we're not utilizing because we're scared. And that's not an excuse. And I also think like, especially in today's society with like the onslaught of social media and just 
being bombarded with images of other people and seeing everyone else's highlight reels, we just get so deeply insecure because we constantly compare. When mm-hmm. back in the day, yes, that existed, but it wasn't so in your face all the time. So I feel like you see other people living out their dreams and you feel like, oh, well, you, you, I think we see other people's success and we just don't see the struggle behind it. And so we're just sitting here being like, oh, well, I'll never be like that. Like, look at them. They're just so naturally gifted and they're like at the, at the top of their game. I can't do that. Girl, yes, you can. They weren't always like that. They started somewhere. Okay, and yes, some people have a leg up. Yes, there are some people that are just, you know, born into specific situations that are going to give them advantages. Yes, we can acknowledge that, but that doesn't mean that you can't give it your own damn shot, okay? Right. You either do it or you don't. And sometimes even in, right, and even in that same vein that you're talking, um, Aman, is that like, yeah, you might see somebody that's amazing at something, right? But it's like, that has nothing to do with you. And you might try it, right? And you might not be amazing at it, but you never know what door that it could open because you trying something could then open another door to you figuring out something else that you could do and are amazing at and you you would have never got to that door if you never took the first step to try what you wanted to try. Like, it's just exactly. This, it's such a mental block. And I say this all the time. Like, I love social media. You know, I love to do my little uh, peruse on it. But there are a lot of times that I also had to just recognize within myself that, like, I will be on Instagram and I'll see, like, a post or I'll see somebody doing something. And it makes me sad. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm sad at looking at this. Like, you know, like this. Because like, I ain't got shit to do with you. Right. And so it's like, I really try my best to, like, limit my times on social medias uh especially like in that essence because me knowing that it makes me sad at times it's like weird it's like am i a hater like no i'm not a hater but like it just that constant comparison that like i just listen i put my phone down i like i i I try to like be cognizant of that because it's real and sometimes if you don't even can't even recognize that right and then it's like it's constantly like putting you down and so it's just so much. Uh, and so I don't much. know how we got to this topic, but I really think <laughs> Adrian Bailon. Uh, Adrian, but it's the truth. And I just really want to see a closed chapter of Destiny Shop. Um, and I really want people like Adrian to release solo music. I really, mm-hmm. I mean, I really want a Danity Kane reunion. <laughs> I really want, like, I, I, I just, I want everyone. Especially because uh, the music industry is just like kind of weird right now, and maybe that's just me being older. Like, I don't want to sound like one of those old heads that's like music ain't the same. But like, I know, honestly, I don't think that. I think that music is relatively the same, but I think that just like the the industry is mm-hmm. so different now, where it's just like. I feel like a lot of these artists just don't have the staying power that they used to. The artist development these days is just, I think it's just a, it's a revolving door. It's like, okay, let's shove this person into the spotlight right now because they're viral. And then they have like their little 15 minutes and then the next viral person comes to like, let's shove them in there now. So it's just like, Uh we need more people that have a little bit more talent first and foremost. Secondly, we just need more artists that are that have development behind them, that have an image, that have a point of view, that have something that's niche about them that makes us want to give a damn. Like, I right. feel like in the past 10 years, we've seen a serious decline where we only have like one artist or so, like maybe one every two years that seems to be like, OK, this one seems to be like they're going to be able to, to stay on. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's why so many of us are hungry 
for the older acts because these newer ones just aren't doing it. They're not doing it. Maybe for a few exceptions, maybe like Billie Eilish, she seems to be doing her thing. Olivia Rodrigo seems to be doing her thing. We don't got really no girl groups except Flo, and I hope that they stick on to it. Um, right. And that's, I mean, those are the only like artists that I can really think of. I'm sure there's more. Those are the only ones I mean, that I can yeah. think of that like have like, you know, that have a little footsball to them. I don't know. Right. But, and you're so right about that, right? Because the music industry is now targeting and trending 10 seconds of a clip for as considered mm-hmm. a hit because they wanted to be trending on TikTok and all of this other stuff. But I, I agree. What happened to, so for me, a part of the music that someone would put out would be the rollout of the album. Right. Like, do you mm-hmm. remember when like we it used to be a rollout like there we used to get the album cover. Then a couple weeks later, we would get a single. Then a couple weeks later, we would get a, a video. Then a couple weeks later, we would get the track list. And then I'm know, not even being facetious when I say this. Blame Beyonce. Oh, well, Honestly. well, no. Well, no. Blame the industry. Because so that was the traditional rollout back in the day. and. Artists would be signed to a record label. However, people have gone the independent route. And uh, like, why do mm-hmm. we need this record label for all of this stuff? But then the record label like charges you all of this money to do all of this stuff to for promotion, for this, for that, for this. And it's like Beyonce really cut the record label out and was like, I'm not going to use any money on promotion. You're not even going to know that this happened. I'm going to just drop an album. So I do, I can blame Beyonce for that, right? But Beyonce never lacked in the storytelling of her projects, right? So, no, because for right. me, like, the, the rollout of the album was like, you get, like, the concept, the feel, the understanding, the why, the wit. Like, you know, like, we don't get anything like that. So, Beyonce might have stopped that, but she has never stopped telling her stories and visuals. And it's like these artists, like, they just, now artists just work on making singles, like just they work singles. on making singles. They work on making moments. Like, and I think, I think, I mean, Beyonce. I mean, she was able to do that because she's Beyonce, right? Like, she'd already been established, and people know who she was. She'd been in the she'd been in the business at that point for damn near twenty years. So it's like, okay, she can do something like that. All these other little newer artists, that no, you can't do that. You have to. I'm not saying that everything has to be super traditional, right? Like, people can like add their own little pieces of innovation um, and how they would like to interact with their fans. That's fine. But I do think, I agree. I think that there needs to be what, like, just there's, there's nothing wrong with just dropping your first single and being like, Hey, I'm back. This is my, this is my debut single. And then give us a little music video for that. Working it, shopping it around, performing it everywhere, performing it on night talk shows, performing it, at, on American Idol, performing it on other performing it at your like school a, co-op, performing like exactly. what happened to people working a single? People used to work a single for a year, calling it into like, what happened to radio shows? Calling into radio shows, like, hey, this is this in my upcoming album. This is what's going to be going on. Dropping artwork, dropping other teasers for other songs, dropping the track list, all that stuff, like. And then giving us a date for the album. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants to have, like, this shock value thing now. And it's fine if for, like, one little bitty. But if you want us to give a damn about the entire project, then... And that's why I say Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, because they seem to be able to do that right now. 
you know, but they are like, but for whatever reason, they seem to be one in a million. They seem to be the anomaly. And I don't understand why that has to be. That's why I'm saying you need these artists. You need to develop yourself. If you don't want to go to a label because labels are a little shady, that's fine. If you want to do the independent route, then be independent. But you still need to, especially especially if you don't have the money to be doing all this promotion, then you need to be making sure that whatever you are doing is promoting the hell out of what you have going on. You know, and give us your little debut, like like this little these, this little rap duo right now, Flyana Boss, that that are working there. <laughs> Hello, Christ. Hello, Christ. I'm about to sin I'm again. About to sin again. Uh, 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 like uh, yes. they are doing what they need to do. They are they are everywhere right now because they are they are digging that song into the ground, making us interested as hell, so that when that album does drop, we're all flocking to it because we're like, oh, those are those are the, the running girls. You know what I mean? They have a thing, they have a point of view, they have an established brand. Now I want to see what they have, what, what else they got going on. That's how you're supposed to do it. But everyone just like has like a little viral moment on TikTok. It's like, oh, this SoundCloud song went a little viral on TikTok. So now let's give this person a record deal. And then they get lost. Right. And then they're you know? not even a real artist. And they don't even do artist development with them. Like they don't even, there's just so much. But also on in the same breath, right? I'm going to put it on the consumers as well. Because let me just tell you this. An artist can put out so much music, and if you don't have people supporting them, if you don't have people going to the shows, if you don't have people buying their merch, if you aren't doing your job as a fan, how can you expect the artists to do their job, right? Oh, Doja Cat's another example. I forgot. I knew I was forgetting somebody. Doja Cat be doing her thing. Right. Like, but I just, for me, I love being a fan of artistry, right? Like, my friend Sarah, first of all, I feel like her name is Sarah, but I feel like her name is my friend Sarah because whenever I talk about her, I always say my friend Sarah. Uh, but <laughs> Sarah and I, like, we love music, right? And music is our thing. We like a certain genre. We like R&B, right? And R&B seems to be like a dying breed of music. And it just kind of sucks because like specifically like for the R&B female, there seems like there is no market for them anymore. And I don't I know. Because, well, let me just shout, I listen, because it seems as if culture vultures have taken the R&B sounds of a black woman and have put it on other artists and now and they call it pop and that is mm -hmm. what sells and so it's like they just kind of forget about R&B but specifically my black R&B female but and the same for black R&B men because they do the same thing like they have taken the sound of an R&B man and they have put it on a different face and they're calling it pop and now that it is pop but my friend Sarah I will and I never like forget. Oh, continue your point. Go, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I will never forget, like, being, I don't know, it was, it was like when America's Got Talent had first premiered. So I was like, I don't know, like maybe 10, 11 years old. I don't remember. But I remember there was this little white girl that was on the show, and she sang an Aretha Franklin song. And all of the judges went up for her, even the black ones, because I think Brandy was on the panel at that point. And someone has said to her, oh, my God, it's like a little it's like a black woman just jumped inside your body. And she made it so far based off of the fact that she was white, but sounded black. Mm -hmm. And then you Chop. just see that all over the place in the music industry. And it's the most it's so annoying because like I want on one point. Yes, like music is universal. And I don't want to like, like if someone is influenced by what they hear and that's what they want to sound like and that's how they sound. I mean, you can't really stop that kind of stuff from happening. Like white people listen to black music and then sometimes that, you know, they end up sounding black and it, it happens. But it's just, what's annoying to me is that 
the same black people that sound like that then aren't as successful. Aren't that's so right. annoying. They're, they're, because you don't, like, the same, you don't see the same success with like black rock artists, even uh-huh. though rock started with us too. Like if you like a Willow Smith, for, exa- for example, she her her genre is rock. So if you listen to her voice, you might you might if you didn't know who it was, you might be like, oh, who is this rock artist? You might automatically assume this is a white girl singing. She doesn't have that same level of acclaim, even with all of her. She has a she has a, a cult following. She really does. Like a lot of people love her music. I love some of her music, but she doesn't have that same level of success as someone like a Christina Aguilera does. And it's mm-hmm. it's annoying. It's so annoying because we can't do it the other way around, but y'all can do it to us. And it's just. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. And then when you point that out, that it's like, oh, y'all are just being, y'all are being mean. Music is music is music. It is. But at the same time, let's acknowledge what's going on here. You know, like, it's just. Ugh. Been doing it for years since the 60s and the 70s, taking a song and putting a different forever. face and then just like stealing the songs. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. And then I even, I forget, there's a black country singer. I forget her name. She's like, um, but it was kind of like, and she's a big country singer, but I remember there was like some controversy with her and people was like hating on her. But regardless, music is what brings people together. And again, we are talking about like this resurgence of like, you know, for me specifically, like R&B, but like for you, you're just saying like an artist that like embodies and works and, and does things. But again, I really feel like a lot of it has to do with the fans. Like, we have to show up. And I was saying, Sarah and I, we love finding new artists. Like, and if it's an artist that we like, and we will, like, make it our best to see them at an earlier show in their career before they blow up. Because it's like, that's the support that they need. That's the love. Like, there's this artist named Leia that I went to see last year. Uh, and she just released a new EP this week. And I was so happy to be able to see Leia on her first tour go round and was at this little rink-a-dink place in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't never even been there. I was right, like, there with, in the front row screaming her songs, like, like pouring into her. Got to, a chance to meet her. And, like, we just have to do, if we want better from the artists, we have to do better as fans. Because I feel like we're fickle. Right. We're, like, you know, like, so there's just so much. But, again, this whole Destiny's Child topic really kind of is, like, the overall arching theme is that like music can change lives like music can do so much and I just really hope because I'm going back to my back because listen on this Beyonce internet I really (laughs) want a Destiny shout out okay I hope that you get it Bryce I hope that we all get it (laughs) I mean, I, like I said, I think some. I mean, they you don't they don't update the website for no damn reason, you know. Like, it's just. Uh, and ugh. let me if I find out. Now I'm gonna just say this now. If I, I find out <laughs> that it was damn Matthew knows that did it. <laughs> okay, I am going to be pissed. And a man, because you know, he'd be going rogue, he'd be going yes. rogue all the damn time. So I could see him be like, Oh, let me just type this up and see what the fan, like, you know, like, if this, <laughs> if, if Matthew knows is behind this in any way, shape, or form, I'm coming for you, Matthew. <laughs> okay, Beat his <laughs> ass. <laughs> and that's Beyonce, the thing, get your Matthew, daddy. listen, but here's the thing though, whatever Destiny's Child does. Um, and this will be my last thing that I see shout. Matthew knows will have to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. 
only because mm-hmm. Matthew Knowles owns the name to Destiny's Child. Now, I'm sure, you know, Beyonce and her daddy on better terms, so I'm sure whatever, whatever. But, but anything Destiny's Child do, Matthew Knowles won't get a cut. Uh, so that's why I'm like, if, the, if, if, if they trace this back to Matthew, I'm done. But they, uh, uh, the fans are gonna, never going to let him live this down. Him and his Blue, get your granddaddy. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, but listen, we had a whole menu schedule for y'all. But listen, the spirit <laughs> took over, which I kind of figured it would. But I was trying to, you know, be prepared in the event that some. But listen, uh, I'm just excited to sometimes our casualty has a lot of things to get through. And other times it's just a really long discussion. But thank you so much, Iman, for coming on. You know, we didn't have to track you down as much this month. We were able to provide you <laughs> with a casualty. But before we go, I know you are over there with Big Brother and you're doing a lot of things. So what uh, where can the people find you and what you got over there cooking? You can find me everywhere at Amon Adwin. Yes, I have been over at RHAP covering Big Brother 25, which has been running a mile a minute this season. These people are crazy. Um, So, yeah, it's been a hell of a ride this season. That's pretty much all I got going on. You can find me on Twitch as well. I have been trying to get back into my streaming gig. So find me over there. Same name, Amon Adwin. But other than that, I am good. I am a... You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get like one little last little summer thing in before the fall season kicks in. But um, other than that, I'm excited. I'm going to be going to L.A. for the um, Big Brother slash Survivor show in November. So if you will be there, I will see you. Bryce, will you be there? I think I might be at another stop. So I don't know if I'll be no. at that one, but I will be at the Rob show in New York on October 3rd. And I think there's a big brother. He's doing a big brother one. And I will be at the New Orleans show uh, with Rob. And of course, Bryce and Wynn will be doing the welcome party and tour 45. We have kicked off. So, you know, tickets are in the bio. And we hope to see you. But Amon, before we go, I, real quick question. So you said this season of big brother, like, it's a mile a minute. So much happening right now. Do you prefer this to like, I yes. know you're, you're, you've been very vocal about your thoughts on how slow or dry things have been. Like, so do you prefer this a mile a minute mess? I do. It does make it a little very hard to catch up, but luckily if you want to follow big brother now more than ever is the time it makes the easiest time ever to do it because there are so many podcasts, so many update sites, Twitter alone, like, you can you can keep up with the season if you really want to. Um, so I do get a little annoyed when I have other things that I need to do, like, you know, live my life. And then oh, I come okay. back and it's like I didn't miss chapters three, four and five. Um, but I much prefer this than like a house that's just like, OK, this is who's going home this week. And that's just what it is. Like this season has just been back and forth so much. And it's been so entertaining. I wish and this might be controversial. I wish there were like a couple more fights. Like, I kind of want to see them go at it a little bit more. Like, not in a nasty way, but, you know, just some good old reality TV shit talk. You know, because there is shit talk happening in the house. But there's not a lot of confrontation yet. And I kind of want to see some confrontation because I feel like, you know, there's so much, like, tension. But they don't really do anything about it because they're afraid of what the fans are going to think. And they're afraid of ruining their own games. I kind of just want just a little bit more mess. But other than that, it's, it's, been, it's been a good time. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this season. Um, I, I want more like cameos from past house guests because this is a 25th season. Like we need to harken mm. back to the past 25 years. We've had a few, 
But like, I kind of want more, just a little bit more from the old people that we've seen from year to year to year. So yeah, I, I, I'm having a great time this season with, uh, with Destiny, or Destiny Show. Okay, <laughs> listen, Brother. listen. Okay, 25 years of Big Brother, 25 years of Destiny Show. Listen, I see, I see how you get mixed up. Okay, well, that was curious. I wanted to know your take uh, when you said it's been a mile a minute. Yeah, it, it definitely has been. Uh, but again, <laughs> I can't thank you enough. I could talk to you forever. Uh, this has been your <clears throat> Say My Name, Say My Name, Casual Tea. When no my one body. is around you, you ain't say, baby, playing. I love you. Say, Beyonce. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? The freak of the week might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's freak of the week, and it is a very special freak of the week for me this week. In the casual tea, Aman and I talked about a lot of different things, uh, but somehow we got along the lines of allowing fear to hold us back or us being. Uh, scared to do the things that we want to do and ultimately like possibly regretting something uh over the weekend i had the opportunity to support friend of the podcast and my friend uh e barrios you might know him from what you looking for he is a rapper and he over the last year has transitioned into becoming a boxer he used to box when he was younger but stopped and recently has gotten into shape he started going to a boxing gym got a trainer and set a goal to become a amateur fighter and eddie had shared with me that for a long time he felt like he let the dream slip away and that he was getting too old. Again, things that we tell ourselves that like, oh, you can't do this because of this, this, and 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 like, you know, and Eddie didn't let those negative things stop him. He continued to, to move forward. He registered, became an amateur fighter. And over the weekend, he had his first amateur fight and he won, right? And for me, that is such a huge milestone. To be able to set a goal, right? First of all, to feel for a very long time that you are missing out on something. like, And your gift, your talent, your passion, they will always pull at you. They will always remind you. They will be, you know, in your spirit. And we can choose to ignore it or we can make excuses or we actually can do something about it. And it really is so inspirational to just see Eddie over this last year and a half really transform his body. Okay, Eddie, I mean, so inspirational to me, like being so disciplined with his schedule. And one thing that I have to give Eddie so much credit for is that like even with when it's music, uh, boxing, if Eddie say he's going to do something, he is going to use all of his resources to do something. And he used all of his resources, became a amateur fighter, trained, had his first fight. And for me, that is just such a huge milestone because there is nothing that we can't do, nothing that we can't put our mind to, to do. And so I am just wishing Eddie uh, a, a fruitful and thriving career. 
whatever his heart desires, whatever he wants for himself, I'm wishing that for him. And it's truly inspirational. And I lead this to say that whatever your gift is, your God-given gift, um, don't wait till tomorrow to start today. You hear what I'm saying? Don't wait till tomorrow to start today. Don't push it off anymore. Be like E. Berrios and follow your dreams. Congratulations, Eddie. If Eddie is this week's Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I can't thank you so much for always listening and supporting your baby boy. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend to fulfill your destiny. Because it's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants.